Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I have an exciting guest on tonight, and she's an author of a phenomenal book called Werewolves, Dogmen, and Other Shapeshifters Stalking North America. Her name is author Pamela K. Kinney, and she gave up long ago trying not to listen to the voices in her head and has written award-winning, best-selling horror, fantasy, science fiction, poetry, along with non-fictional ghost books ever since. Three of her uh, non-fiction ghost books garnered Library of Virginia nominations. Her third ghost book, Virginia's Haunted Historic Triangle, Williamsburg, Yorkstown, Jamestown, and other haunted locations had reached a second printing and is now a second edition with extra new stories and 10 new ghostly images that were added. Plus a new ghost book, Haunted Surrey uh, to Suffolk. 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 There we go. I have a little trouble pronouncing that one. Spooky Tales along with Routes 10 and 460 released in 2020 from Anumis Press. Her horror story, Bottled Spirits, uh, was a runner-up for the 2013 WSFA Small Press Award and is considered one of the seven best genre short fictions for that year. Her latest novel was an urban fantasy, How the Vortex Changed My Life. In 2019, her science fiction novella, Maverick Heart, released from Dreampunk Press, along with her horror story, By Midnight, in the Christmas Horror Story Fantasy Anthology, Christmas Lights, and a Notification Story. The Haunted uh, Cavalier Hotel, I believe is how you pronounce that. Cavalier Hotel. Cavalier Hotel. There we go. In the paranormal. Uh, she is a phenomenal author. I read her book. I was lucky enough for her to send me a signed copy, which I am proudly holding right now. And just amazing the stories on dogmen you know and and pamela i want to introduce you to everybody but this book was so cool when i started reading it i couldn't put it down and i started reading it and i just kept reading kept reading kept reading before i knew it i'd finished it i did not realize there were so many werewolf stories around the united states pamela welcome to the show thank you so much for being with us tonight Thank you for having me. You know, when I started investigating the paranormal many, 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 many moons ago, back around 20, I guess it was, no, I guess it was around 2000, or I thought it was maybe 20, 2001, thereabouts, but it was around 2000 is when I actually got into investigating professionally the paranormal. Uh, the werewolf was something that I had never even deemed a possibility. I've heard of, you know, uh, Bigfoot, the abominable snowman, uh, hauntings, UFOs, aliens, alien abductions, that kind of a thing. And we, we've looked into all these. The werewolf has been, or the dogman, has been probably the last thing I've ever looked into. And we've only gotten into this probably about four or five years ago at the at the most. Um, it, it at At the beginning, I have to say, Pamela, that looking into these stories of this cryptid was really hard for me to swallow. I mean, everything else I could kind of understand, but an, an actual werewolf or a, this large dog-like creature, wolf-like creature, was kind of a hard, uh, I guess, 
it was, it was kind of a hard way to look at reality that this thing was actually breathing the same air as us. Uh, but the more uh, stories that I heard and the more people I spoke to and the more fear that I have picked up on dealing with people who have witnessed this creature, you know, I have to say I'm, I've become a believer that these things exist. What's your take on it? Tell me a little bit about your background, how you got involved in this, and you know what was it like when you first dove into this whole uh, paranormal uh, world of of this dogman? Well, um, I've always <clears throat> I write fiction, I write horror, so obviously uh, my favorite uh, stuff is ghost fictional wise too. And werewolves, because I've written about werewolves. I mean, I've always liked werewolves in the movies and stuff. And so um, when in 2020, when the pandemic hit, and I had also written two novels that year. That shows you how I kept myself busy. I uh, went ahead and started working on, I thought, heck, if I'm going to do one last nonfiction book, because I have ghost ones are done, I thought, well, why not something about werewolves, dogma, that sort of stuff. So I think shapeshifters in North America, and um, there's a lot of shapeshifters. I mean, I'm not talking about werewolves and dogmen. And, and if you read the book, you saw I split it. It's how some said they thought they were shapeshifters. Right, right. That side, but dogmen. And it's, to me, I think it could have been blended together, but I made it easy for people just to kind of separate it just in case. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Dog-headed men have been in history books. They've been uh, St. Christopher's been accused of being one. In the Bible, there have dog-headed men in Greece. So it goes far back than we think. Wow, you know, that's really amazing because, you know, when I first got involved with, I, I'm going to tell you a little bitty story here on how I we got involved as far as uh a team uh we do a lot of shows as you know on the paranormal like what we're doing right now we also go out and we do a lot of investigations we've investigated some of the most haunted locations around we've investigated ufo sightings we've investigated uh, alien abduction cases we've investigated even one where a lady said that a, a ship had touched down and we did pick up some uh active radiation spots around that area that were above normal um you know, a lot of this stuff, I mean, when we go and investigate, I have to say I'm very into it. In other words, I, I go in uh, a little bit skeptical on certain cases, but I go in believing that these things exist as for the most part because I've had my own encounters. But, you know, when we dove into the dogman scene, uh, we were contacted online and told to beware and to stay away from dogmen. And I thought to myself, what the heck's a dogman? And so I wrote this person back. I said, number one, I was like, I don't understand what a dogman is. And number two, you know, we are not planning on investigating uh, this, whatever it is. And they were real quick to point out that we would be investigating it, but for us not to that we should not listen to our urge to investigate this creature because it was so dangerous. And I thought, well, what exactly is it? So 
basically I was getting educated by somebody I didn't even know who they were online on this creature and I started getting articles and I started getting stories and then we started getting phone calls not only myself but our producer and and I mean and, and our uh, director were getting phone calls about these creatures and a lot of them were up in Louisiana and uh, East Texas and I thought what in the world is this before we knew it we were dogman central I mean literally we were getting probably, I want to say between all of us, around 15 to 30 phone calls a day. And this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it slowed down a little bit, but it picked back up. We had uh, ended up getting a map and putting up pins on wherever these calls were supposedly coming in. And of course, you got to take a lot of this with a grain of salt because you don't know what, you're, what exactly you're dealing with or what these people's intentions are. I mean, this was out of the blue. And uh, I told our producer, I was like, you know, I was like, I, I want to believe. I was kind of like Mulder on, you know, uh, on the X-Files. I want to believe, but, you know, it was, this was something that was really hard for me to choke down. And before we knew it, we were digging into it. We were investigating it. And then we started getting text messages from what I would assume were, fake profiles online of people claiming to be government agents warning us to back away telling us that we needed to stop interfering stay away from these creatures that they were being investigated by parties that we had no idea and shouldn't know who they are what they are or what their intentions are for that matter we started being followed we started having different seeing different cars and uh, SUVs parked around our, our homes. And, I mean, this got really deep. Uh, some of our team members actually were in fear that something bad was going to happen. And this was a rabbit hole that we went down that almost didn't stop and then turned into uh, not only dealing with these dogmen and these creatures and uh, a hierarchy of the dog creature, which was known as the gatekeeper, and which was a white wolf that was huge and apparently was, you know, would kill you if you interfered and had abilities of mind control. But then it went into the whole inner earth theory and reptilians. And I mean, it was a rabbit hole that just took off into so many different areas. It was unbelievable. And I mean, it was, it was almost like we were living in a fantasy world of some sort. Does this kind of uh, sound like any type of stories that you've heard in your dealings with this? Not about the white wolf. I, I didn't come across that. I got books. That's how I did it. Looked online for stories and stuff. Um, all I hear is about mostly dogmen, like like Linda Bray, the were the uh, the werewolf of Bray or the beast of Bray Road. And you see something uh, usually probably dark haired or maybe the most gray. And uh, people would stay crossing the roads. It sometimes be chasing something on, like someone told me, chasing on four paws, suddenly stop, rise up, walk across the road, and then go back on four feet. And this was, uh, someone told me, actually told me this, hunting um, a deer. Okay? And that person who had crossed it was going home from, uh, didn't expect 
to see anything like that. All they expected to worry about was deer, which I know because I live there at night. You have to be careful, especially summertime. They're coming out and you can wreck your car. So they were going really slow for that when something chased the deer Mm -hmm. across the road. And that was, uh, I guess, it really bothered him a lot for a long time after that about being careful not going that way again to go home. So there are people that sound like pretty well sane about it. There are some that might be made up, even ones I came across, but there's some that sound pretty sane. So I, I don't know. I never saw a dog or werewolf. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that over Sasquatch. I'm worried about Bigfoot being close to the, a gorilla. And I know how gorillas act growing up and seeing a, a six-foot gorilla uh, watching us from, you know, a place. Getting, they're really tall and big. So uh, that scares me more <laughs> if it happened. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I haven't heard too many people really getting attacked, though. So. Not really. So, uh, right. It seems like Bigfoot, uh, as far as that goes, is more of a curious type creature, and it seems like they're pretty intelligent, from what I understand. Well, I'm thinking this dogman has some intelligence. Oh, that goes without saying. Um, and it, that really hasn't done much attacking in a lot of the stories I read. Maybe a few, but it, it's like anything else. I mean, it's like any animal. Some animals are, are, most of them will really stay away. In fact, a wolf will avoid you if they can. Uh, so, uh, at least in reality, like a timber wolf. So, uh, I would say most of the time, if these are truly real, they're probably trying to avoid us. I would say you're right, because wolves generally, for the most part, are very shy creatures. They're very shy animals. They're pack animals. They like to stay in their little pack. But as far as outsiders, they like to kind of, you know, stay away from anything they don't like, they don't understand, or may hurt them. They try and avoid conflict, for that matter. Um, But a lot of the stories that I heard, I have to tell you, were, like I said, we're down from Louisiana, you know, and, and a lot of them could have been you know, old stories or maybe tales from the Rougarou, you know, which is uh, the Louisiana version of the werewolf, you know, the Cajun version, I should say, not so much Louisiana, but the Cajun version. And, and that's my book too, so. Mm-hmm, exactly. I, I read it in there, I was like, oh, she, she's talking about the Rougarou. And uh, so, I mean, these are, I don't, I don't know, I've had so many people call up and they were so afraid literally scared to death i mean scared to death of these creatures that getting into their head getting into their mind and from what i heard there was people that actually committed suicide over this that they were so afraid that you know and and basically scared them out of their mind to where you know they they brought harm to themselves there was another paranormal investigator that i spoke to that was involved kind of in the same case that i was in and they were talking about that same gatekeeper person that was literally scared to warn me. They came forward warning me that I could hear their voice trembling. They were, told me, look, this is probably the only time I'm going to call you or talk to you, but you need to stay away. Stay clear from this case. Don't go near it. Stay away from them. These people are dangerous. They're, they get into your head. 
they they don't let you go and i mean it was kind of spooky talking to people that were this afraid of this creature i mean i've talked to witnesses on just about every aspect of the paranormal and i've never spoke to anybody pamela that was this afraid of uh, of a creature like this it was it was unbelievable i did talk to somebody this past weekend now was it a dog man or werewolf or was it a black dog that's a different thing a spirits mm-hmm. but she said she had a, an experience that did scare her now um but black but it was on all fours it came up to her and it was black and it had red eyes and she said it stood there and stared at her and then it turned around and walked away but she said it scared her for a while and she said do you know what that is i said well there's stories of dogmen can do four paws and all but then there's black dogs too you hear those those legend of those ghosts and their spirits supposedly so right they're kind of like a demon dog right or just a dog it's i mean let's be honest if something dies animals do come back too sure i've had cats in my house okay my Absolutely. cats have died and come back and we think my dog was here at one point when he passed away because we had a uh, my husband had a cat that refused to go in the corner where Indy used to lay in the kitchen Mm -hmm. after he died so um, they can come back oh absolutely Uh, I've had several dogs that I felt that were still around for quite a long time and I think it was basically to help ease my morning you know as far as missing them so much because I mean they are a part of your family and you love them dearly um, you know, so them uh, an animal coming back is not something unusual. So it very well could have been just a spirit animal that that was you know looking for some attention or for some love. Right. And another theory that I have, and I, this is the writer in me, anyway. It, let's talk about paramount. Uh, let's talk about um, dimensions. Okay. Okay. Other, um, we're the third dimension, the three D. Because we're solid, mm-hmm. and two, we know that there's four, five, and six. What are as you go back and look up, see what they are. Suppose they are ghosts can be in another dimension, heaven and hell. That was actually in two books. One years ago, when I was a teenager, someone actually had that theory. Same time as what we are. There's heaven and hell, and someone else mentioned that uh, a couple of years ago. I saw, heard about in a book. So um, could these be from another world and 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 gotten through uh dimensional doorways this is scientifically like science uh same thing with ufos now um uh talking about that aliens i believe yeah aliens do probably come back and forth i mean i'm not that stupid not to actually believe as a person who's read enough on science at that at the planet aren't there are another planets out there that contain life uh, but are they uh, some of these UFOs from other worlds, or can they come from other dimensional areas, which is worlds too? That's theories. Right. So that's the thing we can think about: dogmen and and even Sasquatch disappearing. Correct. 
And, and, you know, I think you and I think along the same lines when we talk about different dimensions and these creatures and different uh, alien-type craft moving through different dimensions as, as far as that goes. I think some of them are probably from other dimensions or uh, uh, parallel universes compared to where, where we're at right now. Um, these things, there's so much that we don't understand, but we really need to keep an open mind about the way some of this stuff actually works because... I mean, if you close your mind off to it, you're basically burying your head in the sand and saying that it's impossible. Well, my theory is there's not a whole lot that's impossible. There's a whole whole lot that you may create in your own head that you may make it impossible, but it's really not. The fact that there's other dimensions, that's proven mathematically already. The fact that these creatures could possibly be moving through these different dimensions or portals or doorways, that's a big possibility. Um, let's look at Bigfoot, how he can disappear so quickly. You know, one minute he's there, the next minute he's gone. Or you may not be seeing him for a while, or you may thought you've saw, seen something. Next thing you know, they're right up close to you, and then they're gone. Uh, Dogmen, for instance, there was a case over at a Skinwalker Ranch where this, in looking through a pair of infrared uh, uh, binoculars, they were able to see what looked like a long tube uh, light up and start glowing. And this creature that walked through that appeared to be some sort of dogman-looking type creature came through this, what they appeared to be to the scientists that were watching, a doorway. At which time, once the animal came through or the, the being came through, whatever it happened to be, uh, it, it left and walked off. And then that doorway or this yellow looking portal of a what looked like a, a doorway to another dimension closed up after this creature or animal or whatever it was came through and it was gone and these are stories that you hear and yeah could they be fabricated sure they could but could they be real yes they could and the worst thing we can do is close off our mind to the possibility that these things don't exist i agree you know um, I have to tell you, where, how, did, how did you manage to get so many intriguing and awesome stories on, on, these, on this creature, on this cryptid? I mean, I, I was fascinated the entire time I was reading this book, Pamela. Lots of, lots of books. I bought a lot of books. Uh, looking online, I just researched. Uh, that's what you do when you write the ghost books. Yeah, it's something I haven't. In fact, even some places locally, if I wanted to find places to go to and take the pictures and things, I still had luck. Books, mm -hmm. all the way back to the even old ones, new ones, and online. That's basically it. You, you, you'd be surprised if you find uh, in my book on the werewolves, the werewolf of Henrico. It's not far from where I live, Henrico County, and um, where supposedly people have seen something that. It looks like they thought a werewolf or a looking werewolf. So, uh, and that's been that's been for a long while um, happening here. So, they're 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 everywhere. You just gotta look them, find them. I mean, it, it, the stories that you have in here are just incredible, and the amount of work and time that you put into this book was it's it's evident that this was a lot of research, a lot of reading, and a lot of time spent looking for this this information and you know i think anybody who goes out and purchases this book 
it's going to be in for a real treat because it's so, I guess, you, could, you know, for a lack of better terms, it's mouthwatering just reading it. Um, Thank you very much because what's written in mine what, for the regular reader is written in mine for us fellow writers because I had a horror, horror writer for uh, a co-member of the Horror Writer Association come to my thing this weekend and he purchased one that. I said, well, I hope that inspires you for future stories. So uh, it's, it's it's for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's easy to understand. It's easy to follow. It's easy to read. And I, and I really like the way you go back to some of these stories as you're reading and, and you talk about them again into more detail. Like some of them are just kind of touched on at certain areas of the book. And as you read further through it, it, it you know, you're it t- kind of takes you and engulfs you back into the story and tells you the parts that you were going, wow, what happened on that one? You know, but you got to realize that you're going to get the rest of the story the more you read. And it, it's just, it was really fascinating the way you put this together. And it, it really kept you interested and hooked the whole time, you know, and, and that, that is a talent that you don't normally see in a lot of uh, these books that you read on hauntings and and uh bigfoot and so forth and so on you've got a real talent there uh pamela and, and i can't thank you enough for sharing that with me i mean i was really intrigued the whole time i was reading it i hope the hope keeps people intrigued it's it's been selling so people are interested <laughs> oh absolutely um let me ask you real quick and then we're going to take a quick break and i got a really cool song when i, I got to play uh, on here for during break time and i think you're gonna like it too pamela i haven't told you what it is but i think you're gonna like it you're gonna know what what it is as soon as it starts playing but what was your favorite story that you wrote about in this book so far well i like werewolf stuff but the otter men the kakusha some about six foot walking um let's, let's be honest otters it's it's kind of that's terrifying to me I couldn't no. even imagine. <laughs> Coming across a giant otter. Come on, they're normally little cute little things, you know? Yeah. So if one came, that's what probably freaked me out more than a dog man at this point. Oh, God. Could you imagine walking up on something like that and they turn around and look at you? It's like, oh, my gosh. Speaking of which, you know what you just reminded me of? Do you remember a series a while back called Grimm? G R I M M? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you just reminded me of, is that series Grimm. If, and whoever's listening, if you have not watched Grimm, you really need to. It's going to give you a little perspective on, on how some of this stuff is. And I'm not talking just Brothers Grimm. Look up on Amazon, Grimm. And uh, there's uh, there's a whole bunch of seasons on it. But it, uh, that was an awesome show. I was, always, I was hooked on it. My husband and I both watched it. He liked it because the guy was a, a cop and then... And I liked it for the paranormal stuff and kind of how they put the fairy tales and turn it on its head, kind of. Yeah, I was I was liking it, too, because, of, you know, my law enforcement uh, background and the fact that this guy was a grim to boot. And I thought, man, how cool would that be? You know, there, there, that, that would just that would be the creme de la creme right there. <laughs> yes, it would. So I'll tell you what we're going to do, Pamela. We're going to take a quick little break and. Uh, we're going to uh, play this song that I've been waiting to play, and I, you're gonna you're gonna like this one. And it it goes perfect with the theme of the werewolves and dogmen. So get ready. And as soon as we get done with this, we're gonna be right back. So nobody go away. Listen to the song, jam out, and 
Not only that, but while you're waiting, get online and go look for Werewolves, Dogmen, and Other Shapeshifters Stalking North America by Pamela K. Kinney. And I guarantee you it is a purchase worthwhile. You will love it. Pass it on to your friends and, and have them purchase it as well. Uh, I can't tell you all enough how, how awesome this book is. So here we go. We're going to go ahead and start playing this. Pamela, hang out on the phone. Don't go anywhere. And as soon as this is over, we'll be right back, and I'll bring you right back on. How's that? Okay. All right. Here we go, everybody. Get ready. And it is Little Red Riding Hood. Oh! Who's that I see walking in these woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. Are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf could want. Listen to me, little red riding hood. I don't think little big girls should go walking in these spooky old woods alone. Oh, what big eyes you have. The kind of eyes that drive force man So just to see that you don't get chased I think I ought to walk with you far away What full lips you have They're sure to lure someone bad So until you get to grandma's place I think you ought to walk with me and be safe sheep suit on till I'm sure that you've been shown that I can be trusted walking with you alone oh. little red riding hood I'd like to hold you if I could but you might think I'm a big bad wolf so I won't everybody i hope you enjoyed our little red riding hood song that we put on and we appreciate you joining us tonight as we have pamela kimmy on here the author of werewolves dogmen and other shapeshifters stalking north america and if you would please go on check out her book order a copy for yourself order a copy for your friends and check out some of this awesome paranormal stories about this elusive werewolf-like creature Pamela, welcome back. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm 
Good to be here. Well, we're very, very glad to have you. Yeah, well, what do you think of the song that we put on here just for the night show? I guess it fits. Listen when I was younger. That was an awesome song. I thought, you know what? We're going to have to play this song because it just melts right into the fact that we're talking about werewolves, dogmen, and that kind of a thing. And, I mean, a lot of these stories here, like I was reading on uh, from Illinois, and, and there's uh, some here from... Uh, uh, in Massachusetts, and you know, just Montana. I mean, you got story. You have stories from all over the United States, and yes. I mean, they're not, not just re- be, it's just not Wisconsin and Michigan as it's been thought. No, I mean, it's you have them from everywhere, and like I said, it's amazing the amount of work and dedication you put into this book, and reading the book, I was so happy to to see some of these stories and. And honestly, as long as I've been investigating this dogman creature and the fact that we're even looking at putting together a full documentary on the dogman itself and going out and filming for television, I there's so many stories on here, Pamela, I have never heard about. I mean, I want to say probably 98% of these stories I have not heard. So, I mean, even... A dogman enthusiast, somebody who studies dogmen, such as I, will find stories in here they've never heard before. And it's just incredible that people actually speak this much about this creature when I have the hardest time in the world getting anybody to come forward and say, yeah, that's exactly what I saw, but they'll beat around the bush and in not so many words, kind of nod like, yeah, that's what I saw. But they're afraid to actually tell you. Have you ever encountered that while you're uh, interviewing people? No, not really. But I do notice an interesting thing in Native American myths with different uh, shapeshifters. Not talking dog and Pacific or werewolves, but uh, first the skinwalker. Mm-hmm. Witches are not really shaped. They're shaped that they're shaped to being witches. They're not like someone who became a werewolf because of a, anything, a bite, curse, whatever the stories are. Um, and then there's the Kushtika, the Ottoman. And then there's the Wendigo, which is a form of shape-shifting because it, it takes over someone to make them to a cannibal. Some of them actually change completely. Mm-hmm. So they're shape-shifting with that. The same story that I first heard about it was Skinwalkers. I read that in a, in a blog that the Navajo are afraid to talk about them because if they talk about the Skinwalker, he will they will come to their place and they don't want them. They don't want to, anything to do with them. They really do believe down there it's real. Okay, they're evil witches. Uh, the same thing. Actually, it's with the Ottermen. They don't want to talk about that tribe up there, about the Ottermen, because it might hear, there's no that's talking about them, and it'll come to them. Same thing with the Wendigo. I kind of noticed that mm-hmm. with tribes frightened of these creatures, that if they even talk about it, they'll come to them. I mean, it, in, in the 
as far as the way the tribes uh, handle all this, it's almost like these creatures are their version of the boogeyman, only real. Right. To them, skinwalkers especially, that are uh, the devil. They really do believe it down there. I've heard even the modern ones to this day. And they say the tribal, um, the police down there handle it like it's real. Because right. it is to them. Yeah, I've heard of, of like in the Navajo Nation that they actually have their, the, the police officers have special training to deal with these type of sightings. Right. And they thoroughly believe that these creatures exist. They thoroughly believe that when they get a call dealing with something of this nature or spiritual for that matter, that this is something real that they need to take seriously. So, yeah, it's a totally different world down there. And the interesting thing is to run it into a lot of uh, regular police departments that just drive through there, having had experiences. I'm not talking about the tribal ones. I'm talking about the regular police. Right. And even people driving through there, sometimes they take the road to go through there to get to somewhere else and something comes up and it's like it's running with at sight them and they're going real fast and there's no way this thing should be able to run that fast as a car and so and and so they yeah some of the freakies so these are regular people having experiences too they're not native americans so it, that's that's an interesting thing down there going on as it is so you know pamela real quick i want to I want you to uh, let everybody know where they can find this book that you have and how they can order it. And uh, if you want to put this out there, we're going to put it out, folks, again, near the end of the show. So don't worry if you missed it. But I I want Pamela to get this out there because this is something that I think anybody interested in the paranormal should have a copy of this book. Anybody and everybody who likes the paranormal, who likes cryptids, who enjoys reading about Bigfoot, Dogman, or any other type of creature that's unknown, I think you would love to have this book in your collection. Pamela, how can they get their hands on this book? Well, they can go through my publisher, dreampunkpress.com. She has a web store for her all the books that she publishes. Also, uh, Amazon, everybody thinks that. Uh, it's also available on barnesandnoble.com. Uh, booksamillion.com uh, indiebound.org which is a lot of the independent bookstores and also bookshop.org which helps a lot of the independent bookstores and from the extras they they earn they put toward the bookstores and it's everywhere because it's been published for Ingram so it can be gotten even by their own bookstore they have an independent bookstore in town they go to it all they probably need is probably the uh, ISBN number and the name and my name and they could probably they should be able to order from Ingram's for them if nothing else so uh, it's yeah everywhere practically that is awesome and, and I'm really glad that you were able to get this out in so many places because like I said I think anybody and everybody who loves the paranormal who loves reading stories about the paranormal who has questions about dogmen who have questions about Bigfoot or locations on where they're seen or how they're seen or how people have had their encounters they need to read this book because it's got so much information in it and it is so intriguing to read people's encounters of this creature that it is definitely a must-have for your bookshelf on especially if you've got books and literature on the paranormal 
and you're studying it or you're trying to learn or even if you're just beginning this is perfect to get you into the cryptid area um pamela uh what can you tell us about any areas that you find are the most inhabited by these uh werewolves or dogmen that you have found while doing your research well, supposedly it's supposed to be Wisconsin and, and Michigan, but honestly, I think a lot of places do. I think I only found one story in, in Arizona, but you know what? There's there's more stories than, than just the one. They just come upon them sooner or later, later on, or some of them come up in, like the girl did and told me about the dark dog-like creature coming mm-hmm. Guys, it's everywhere. I, I really don't think it's one whole state. It's like Sasquatch. Everybody thinks it's the state of Washington. But did you know, and I found this out, where I live at in Virginia, it's the oldest sightings of Bigfoot. Wow, I did not know that. Yes, we are. We're the oldest sightings of Bigfoot. And I have a whole chapter in Haunted Virginia, Legend of the True Tales, about that. So, because I did discover that. So I tell people, I said, well, you know, Washington maybe, supposedly think they're the big state for the big, but obviously we're the oldest sighting. So that says it's probably everywhere. Wow. And, you know, when you talk about the dogmen and the locations and looking and reading your book and lo- reading the stories, it seems like dogmen are mostly seen or have encounters in wooded areas, not so much desert areas like Arizona, for instance, like you were saying. Now, I know there's piney areas in, de- in Arizona and, you know, tall trees and forests, but a majority, you don't normally hear about sightings in a desert area when you're talking about Bigfoot or, or dogmen, do you? Well, I think there probably is. Wolves, coyotes live out there, so why not anything else? Um, same thing with, um, uh, there's been a couple, I think I got in my book, that they had encounters in cities. So mm-hmm. and, Yeah, you have that in there where people have encountered these creatures within the city limits and, and within busy cities at that, not just within the city limits, but within a busy area. So th- there's proof right there that, that you never know where something is. So you can pretty much have an encounter pretty much anywhere you go out hiking or, or, or heck, even in your own backyard for that matter, if you're not careful. Right. That's, that's, you know, if you think about it, that's kind of scary. People want to feel secure in their own homes or in their own yard. But yet, if you think about it, you're really not. It's just kind of like me. I live on five acres and I've got horses and you know, chickens and geese and dogs and all that happy stuff. But my area is kind of wooded. I've got a lot of oak trees and that kind of a thing. And we're off in the country. So the fact that I could look out the window one day and see something like this or find one of my horses with some wounds on it that I can't explain, that's kind of a scary situation. Right. You just can't be sure. I mean, anything can be anywhere. Let's let's be honest. I mean, if you think about it seriously, where I live at, even it's, it's uh, there's been deer that pass through at night. Uh, one time we had on our 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 camera phone, uh, our camera connected to my door doorbell. Mm-hmm. A raccoon walking along my railing and even going up to stretch against a pole. So. Mm-hmm. 
you got you got to yeah you got to love trash pandas they're great i love them but they're everywhere these animals are everywhere they're you know they just know how to hide from us well you know you got to realize we're kind of moving into their 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 spaces their area you know so i mean where are they going to go i mean we're we're kind of invading and taking over their territory so i mean they've they've got to figure out how to live with us since they're there's really they're they're kind of running out of room uh to to kind of be out on their own so they're having to adapt a little bit you know see dogmen and sasquatch same thing's going for them once you lose the woods and more subdivisions go up now now let me ask you a question pamela you've heard of people going missing in some of these state parks you've got stories about this um how people believe there could be uh related to dogmen or sasquatch incidents or, or similar things of that nature what do you think i mean do you think this is what's going on do you think these things are attacking humans you think if people go camping or go out and and to enjoy a, a weekend that one of the state parks or federal parks do you think it's something that we need to be more aware of around our surroundings so that we don't get caught up into something like this or do you think uh there's other things involved or maybe a combination of all the above uh, it depends i mean i think it go crazy in the head animals do to as much as us anything else can if you're probably invading their territory or scaring them uh, but I also can say it could be bears, and it can actually even be what's admitted human beings. I think we're the more dangerous prey predator out there than anything that's out there right at this point. So yeah, they could be even human beings. I, to me, I don't know. I can't say what it is. It could be a lot of things. What's your deep down feeling concerning this, as far as uh, uh, paranormal, as far as? Uh possible alien abductions i mean I, we, uh, we've heard of children that end up missing and then are found hours later miles away and these are toddlers that can't walk yet things of that nature i mean what what do you what's your personal belief your personal feeling when you hear these stories number one i actually saw a ufo was in third grade but so did my mother and in the daytime low enough to the ground in the early 60s to say it's not an airplane it was that to the ground it made a sound i can't forget to stay and the color of it and it was real slow in the afternoon going over our house so like it didn't care it was being seen i really think there are something here in these these things this crap uh I think they're really they're watching us. We do think about what we did for years, centuries. With primitive people, we went and watched them. Same thing, the animals. We watched them when we went to, uh, you know, see how they how they react and how they do things together. They're doing the same to us. I mean, let's be honest. Just because they're intelligent, we're intelligent. Does that make us what we do? Some things is wrong. Doesn't make what they're doing. Maybe to them, abducting people and testing them isn't wrong because they don't know what I don't know what they would consider us. So uh, that that's my theory that, that they're doing exactly what we do. So right, I, and I and I follow you, and and that's kind of along the same lines that we talk about as well. Is that you know we're we're being studied. I I think for the most part, I don't think we are 
anywhere near as advanced as they are. I think, uh, and this is my personal thoughts. These are my personal feelings. This isn't something that's scientific. I want everybody to understand. I There's nothing that I can say right now that's going to prove otherwise, other than the fact that I feel personally that we are being studied, we're being looked at. We're possibility that we have been placed here in, in a terrarium of sorts to see how we advance ourselves, to see how we carry ourselves. And honestly, the way things are going right now, Pamela, I have to say, we're failing pretty bad. They're probably watching us to make sure we don't go up to their planets. I'm just telling yeah. you. It's like, don't come up here and ruin our stuff. Because uh, that's what they're doing. That day, that spaceship, it was a spaceship. I'm, I'm pretty advanced for myself. I knew what it was, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's what it is. My mother had saw it first, and I got off the porch and looking up at it, trying to see it, look around at it. It was low enough to the ground to show how big it was. Mm-hmm. And it was going real slow over like, I don't care if you see me, who cares? So uh, th- I think about it. We see these people, the government, uh, number one, I know the military has had it before with Blue Book, and I'm pretty sure they had some accurate ones in there. Not all, you know, you can prove that they're fake. Even now they're, they're proving is not, was something probably from another country. Right. Some things they can't. The light things that split apart and stuff. If anything, the military would probably like to know how we can make our ships do that. Um, that that's just my opinion. And, and there's some they can't disprove. I mean, with some of their own pilots. Um, but you know, they, they they said we don't call them aliens. They can't probably say yeah they're in. even if they're from another universe, an alternate universe, a dimension. It's still alien, to, but it's not alien to our world. So, right, it's aliens of a type. What they are, I don't know. I don't blame them for not coming forward, though. Just watching us. Oh, exactly. You know, doing a lot of horrible things now that makes them wonder about us. So, right, I I agree totally with that. You know, you have to understand that. Uh, there's so many stories concerning this. I mean, they can't all be false. Blue Book, no. Blue Book could not uh, explain everything that was being told to him. Dr. Alan Hynek was unable to explain all of it. Right. And, and that's why he continued forward with his research even after Blue Book was canceled. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to this world that we don't understand why not dogmen? Why not werewolves? Why not Sasquatch? You know, our planet's but a speck of dust in, in a humongous universe that, I mean, we're like, for the most part, not even existent we're, uh, in, in this monstrous universe that, that is around us. I mean, we're, we're just a, not even a speck for that matter. You know, so for the people who think that we are the end-all, know-it-all, you know, it just, I just don't see that. No, we're not. <laughs> you know, not and there's so much more to this world, to this earth, to this universe, to this galaxy, to, to, to the different dimensions that are out here that, you know, even like in hauntings, we talk about when you die, maybe the soul moves to another plane, to another dimension. Maybe that's why the term heaven on earth comes to, comes to mind. Maybe there is a heaven on earth, only it's another dimension that we move to. Maybe that's our 
advancement into our next life for that matter there's so much that we that we don't know that we can only speculate that it's almost impossible to pinpoint everything scientifically because in order to do it scientifically you have to be able to recreate the experiment with the same results each and every time so it makes it where we're unable to actually say for certain that something is is taking place at least the answer you the truth and you can prove it that i i can honestly say i've done with my ghost box and gotten names that were accurate things are accurate now the only way they probably could is if we have uh, the people that handle that sort of science that's what we probably need really more in the, in the field that can do all that stuff but at this point all we can do is you know well you know it's true because experiences we have correct and, and and experiences when you're investigating the paranormal they're worth so much and not all the time you can capture it on recordings or capture it on video or or photographs but sometimes it's just that feeling you get and like i tell so many people you have to follow your gut you have to follow your instincts you have to follow your feelings what you have inside because so much of it actually depends on the person willing to open up and sense what's taking place around them you know and and this is something that even in law enforcement we use a lot when we're dealing with people or we're dealing with a place or we're dealing with uh uh something that may be taking place such as a a building with a door open do you feel inside like there's something wrong that somebody's there sometimes if you fail to follow those instincts or follow that feeling and depend on your equipment a lot of times it's wrong and you realize that you should have followed your gut instinct when you were doing something and i think everybody out there has had that type of experience where they feel they should have followed their gut instinct instead of depending on uh, technology and electronics yeah because technology is just all it is a machine and machines can fail absolutely pamela where can people reach you if they have a story or they want to contact you about something that's happened to them that you may be interested in putting in another book or or adding to a book that you already have out well if i ever do another book and I, at this point right now it's going to be fiction for a long while uh it well it would be uh, you can check my website pamela k kinney p-a-m-e-l-a-k-k-i-n-n-e-y.com i'm also on facebook i'm also on twitter i'm also on instagram so at some point i can probably be found that's awesome and, and if you have any stories that you'd like to share with pamela please get in touch with her and, and send those stories in. You never know. She may be contacting you, letting you know that your story is going to be published in, in, in a book that she already has out or in an upcoming book. Or if you have any ideas possibly for a fictional story, for that matter, something that she may be working on, you could throw some ideas at her. I mean, it's writers are very interested in what people think. And a lot of times by you all giving her some insight as to what you're interested in uh what your knowledge is based on what you might be fascinated with might help her to trigger a story or something that might come out to even make that book that much better um pamela also one more time 
if you could let everybody know where they can purchase your book and uh, get that plug out there because I really want people to check this out because I'm telling you all, this is a book worth putting on your shelf. Do not let it get by. Do not let it go. Get this book and put it on your shelf. Anybody interested in the paranormal, interested in dogmen, interested in Sasquatch, interested in any type of cryptid, you need to have this book in your collection. It's worth the read. And I promise you there's stories in here you have not heard because I have looked and I have searched and I have done a lot of research into this type of uh, phenomena. And believe me, there are stories in here and many, many, many stories. Like I said, probably about 98% that I have not heard of. So believe me, it's well worth the read. Grab a copy for yourself. Pamela, where can they get it? Okay, my publisher, dreampugpress.com. She has them, all her, all the copies of all the books she uh, publishes. Uh, they can go to amazon.com. Uh, not just America, but there's UK and other places. Uh, Barnesandnoble.com, uh, Books A Million. Uh, not sure if it's .com, but anyway, their website. Uh, Indiebound. Indie dot org which is for the uh, independent bookstores and also bookshop.org which is also helps not only when you purchase a book for them it helps they help take funds on some of the money to help a lot of the independent bookstores and actually your own independent bookstore or your barns on the world all you do is look it up uh they can order it for ingrams for you if nothing else so very awesome thank you so much pamela everybody listen please share this with everybody you know put this out there i want everybody to hear the stories and, and listen to pamela and, and and hear what she has to say please share it out with everyone get it out to as many friends and family members as you can talk to people about it get them excited about it because this is something that is really cool it's new it's refreshing the way it's written is very 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 interesting because it really keeps your attention it keeps you wanting more pamela i can't wait to see what else you come up with and i'm definitely going to want copies of your uh fictional books as well because the way you word and the way you write i i, I really like it a lot but i want to thank you so much for being with us it's been a pleasure it's been a breath of fresh air and i can't thank you enough for the copy of this book with your autograph signature on it it, it was phenomenal and i will be keeping this in a special place in my library with the rest of my books that i have and it was a phenomenal read and i'm sure i'll be going back to it especially once we start filming uh our documentaries on the dogman itself so thank you once again pamela for being with us on here thank you for having me now i'm gonna go ahead and close out by telling everybody we appreciate you listening thank you so very much for being with us tonight and spending this time with us here as we speak about dogmen and werewolves and ufos and hauntings and dimensions and you name it it's just been fascinating i love talking this stuff i can't get enough of it and pamela was a great great guest to have on here awesome please share it out with your friends please get her book i guarantee you won't be disappointed in it and we look forward to having you again at some other point in time pamela and probably talking about some of your fictional stuff as well sure so y'all take care be safe take care keep your eyes to the sky everybody and remember the paranormal may not so 
may not be so normal after all. It may be a little bit off and out there, but as long as you, you're looking for it and you keep your eyes open, you'll see something too. Until next time, everybody, take care. My name is Eddie Hill with Paranormal Analytical. Adios and God bless.